Welcome to SkillsUSA's podcast. Today, our guest is Noemi Castro, who is a past national officer, and we wanted to reconnect with her and find out what she's been up to since high school and and learn all the cool things she's she's been up to and some of her experiences and maybe get some good advice. Good morning, Noemi. How are you? Good morning. Good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Well, first off, I wanted to point out to you and to our audience that I believe you are the only first and only student of ours to ever be profiled at Reader's Digest. Oh, that's an exciting thing. I did I didn't even realize I'd be the only one. <laughs> that's exciting. The only you're the only one I'm aware of. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. It um for, for those who, who aren't aware, we profiled Noemi back when she was a student um or right after she was a student officer and Reader's Digest contacted us and said, hey, we wanna we wanna run this in our in our issue. So so they did. So you've had a lot of varied and fascinating experiences in your life. Let's start with your childhood. Um, we, and, and, and for those, again, you can read some of this stuff in, in the article on our success stories page on skillsusa.org, but let's, let's just go through, uh, through it all. You, um, you had, you had a unique childhood. I did. Um, I, I actually came here to the United States when I was really young and um, I was born in Mexico and my parents um, decided that they wanted to come. They, they were agricultural workers and they still are. And um, as they came here to start a new life, they brought me with them. <laughs> and so, yeah, and uh, because we were agricultural workers and I say we, I always say we that we went to work because we still live in a car for a little bit. Okay. And because we didn't have a, a permanent home, we would just drive wherever there was work. Um, we didn't have a babysitter either. So I would go to work with them. And so I would, you know, watch them work. And I remember still, you know, in my childhood, quite a few experiences from when they used to work in central California, uh, making grapes uh, or making raisins from grapes. And so it was a grape farm. And then uh, I remember, um, you know, quite a few others, but the one where I um, started high school, by then we had been working in Northern California for, I think it was since, um, I want, I can't remember the year, but it was the mid eighties. And so I'd, I'd lived in Northern California in a county called Lassen County for a number of years, but the agricultural work there was, it's a nursery around berries. So um, yeah, but we used to, we used to go to work together because I had nowhere else to go. And there I was working with every, working in air quotes <laughs> with everyone yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. For a kid that probably seemed like fun in a way, but it probably wasn't so much fun. It was probably a really, really, I'm, I'm sure it was really, really hard work. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say um, looking back at it because I actually worked on that, um, that nursery where my parents worked um, in my high school years, I was actually really quite anxious to start working because, you know, as a teenager, I wanted to, I wanted to buy the cool things. So, um, but I do recall going back and, you know, you're up when the sun's up and, you know, um, even sometimes a little bit before. So you're, you're definitely up early. It is hard work, a very manual work. Um, but I'm, I'm very grateful in that way because I got to see very early on how sometimes we have to work really hard to do a lot of things that 
we, um, you know, whatever we have to do to, to make it. And so that was a really, um, an, a good experience. It was a very eye-opening experience, but a really good experience in terms of how difficult life can get before we uh, make progress and, and keep going in our lives. Yeah. I, I think a lot of us just aren't aware of, of how hard that is and, and, and how much work is involved in it and, and the struggles and challenges for agricultural workers and particularly immigrant ag agricultural workers and how how um, well and how we how we get our food and how we we have a lot of things in this country that we rely on but we don't necessarily think about where they come from yeah and it's actually quite neat um, because you know to think about how everything does get to the store <laughs> yeah um, I remember studying about that in college and I think in marketing, we called it the invisible hand, mm -hmm. which is, um, you know, a lot of people just show up to the, the grocery store and they see the item and they just know that it's just magically there. That's why they call it the invisible hand. And yeah. as I was studying that in college, I remember thinking, well, that's funny, funny that they put it that way. But I guess we are the invisible hand, you know, when when you work in some kind of um some kind of occupation that requires um, being, I don't know, an extension or, or something of the grocery store. Technically, it's the from start to finish kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I, I assume you you learned English as you were going along, or did you know it when you came here? Oh no, definitely, I had to learn it going along. Uh, my parents actually, they they you know they were pretty. They've always have been really studious and just try to you know get ahead, and so they before we started working on the farm for probably about i, I don't know I, I guess i never really asked my parents but maybe about six months we worked at a, a ski resort and i actually didn't go to work with them on that one that one i couldn't because it was a ski resort but they worked in um it's it's one called squaw valley it's in um in the lake tahoe area and mm -hmm. so that's actually where they started learning some of their english and they just passed on the the few words they knew or the few words and phrases and um when i started elementary school you know they basically started school and they they check you and they make sure you know a few things and if you do then you could start school and so um they passed on what little they knew and the rest i learned pretty much on the fly and that was that was a an interesting time for I would say between kindergarten and maybe even like second or third grade, it's like, I knew the phrases, but as you get older, you learn new phrases and it's like, okay, now I know how to say that. Cause before you're either doing hand gestures as a kid, you know, before you learn, I, I guess I could have learned sign language, but, but yeah, I was, I was doing the, the whole hand gesture thing to, <laughs> to, yeah. to talk when I didn't know what it was. Yeah. It's, and again, I encourage anyone who has the opportunity to, to take up a second language because it teaches you not only the language itself, but it teaches you a lot about your own language. And, and you, you, especially Latin based languages um, as English and, and Spanish are. Um, I, as a teenager, uh, learned Spanish and went and lived in Mexico for um, 18 months. And I had like two months of intensive training. And then we moved down there and I realized in the airport that dogs understood more Spanish than me because <laughs> I heard somebody say something to a dog and I was like, what'd they say? And the dog just did it. 
Well, it's it's a really um, I really think it's a, a really neat experience learning a different language because you do learn there's the formal and then there's all the all the idioms and all the the slang. And then, um, you know, even like in my current occupation, sometimes we do have students that don't speak as much English as they want. And they asked me, they said, you know, how, how tough is it if I don't speak English? And I said, well, you know, the phrases and that's okay. You know, you know, you know how to carry a conversation because all the technical stuff sometimes isn't, isn't really quote unquote English language, you know, like something yeah. you learn in the dictionary. So, and even if you did, it'd be the technical dictionary. So you're okay. You know, everyone's learning the same, you know, camshaft to still camshaft, but you don't really grow up in English speaking those, those words. Right. Uh, so, so it's, it's, it's actually a quite, you know, interesting experience learning because there's a different layer to anything technical that we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then for like, just like here in the U S from region to region, there are different, there are different like slang terms and things. It's, it's fascinating. I could talk about this all day, but um, <laughs> how did you get interested in cars? Um, I just always, I really always like them. Um, you know, now it's, it's, it's funny because now that I talk to, you know, even new, uh, friends and family or acquaintances at uh, work colleagues in our family, um, you know, come to realize we're all really technically inclined, mechanically inclined. Um, and so I always liked cars. Like I remember in high school, um, you know, as as right before I started taking auto classes and um, joining Skills USA, I I just I would spend time with my classmates or my friends on the bus talking about cars, mm -hmm. and then I just realized all along I've always liked them. When you know, when I was younger, my mom says, you know, I do remember we'd you know if we'd go and and get you something. Um, you know, we'd go to, I don't know, a swap meet or a yard sale. It's like, you always wanted to buy the little toy cars, never really anything <laughs> else. So, and it's, it's quite a neat experience because um, it's something that was just kind of ingrained um, within me with, you know, all these years, but it's, it's neat to think back on it, but I always did. And it was just some, it just took someone, um, another, um, it was a classmate and she actually uh, went to church with me. And so I'd see her at church and I'd see her at school. And so she said, why don't you take auto classes? And my first thought was, you know, do they even take girls? <laughs> it was my first question. Um, but she's like, oh, of course they do. I'm, I'm taking those classes. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's amazing. I can, I can totally join now, but I, uh, I never really thought it was a possibility, but I always really liked uh, being around cars. And when things were broken on the farm, you know, I'd, I'd always kind of, I was young, but I would always look over there like, oh, I wonder what they're fixing. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, in our family, everyone um, is mechanically inclined. I have uh, family members that, uh, you know, work in the auto collision industry, um, in the automotive repair industry as well. And so, um, it's really neat to like partake in the family conversation and mm -hmm. we're all talking about car stuff. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I, it's funny. My dad was a, uh, like he was one of these people who could do everything and he could do mechanical stuff. He could do carpentry and, and he knew computers. Um, and I'm completely useless when it comes to cars, but give me a, a computer. And, and he tried to show me, but I just couldn't, Either he was a terrible teacher or it was, <laughs> or I was a terrible student. It was one of the two, but, but with a computer, I can always figure it out. And, and um, I've done, I've learned to do certain you know, very basic car things since then and, and replace certain things. But, but not like, I mean, he, 
I had a, a 66 Barracuda and nice. and he put a uh, a new engine in it because the engine was was wonky in it. And and I was with him when he did it, but I, I couldn't I mean, I was lost the whole time. But it was it, it, it was that was a great car. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's a lot of pieces. I mean, it's um, and even uh, when we do you know, do this kind of work at anything new, you always have to think about, okay, so the knowledge I have, and then I have to add all this, this new technology, this new layer. And um, it's, it's really neat though, the, that you do the computer work, because I feel like those aptitudes, those, those way, the way that our mind works when we're trying to fix something, it all has very similar patterns. I, I, um, and uh, over the years, I've learned um, when we're teaching people, a lot of a lot of us learn by either visual learners or we're kinesthetic, which means we learn by doing. And so when we're teaching people, that's why it's, it's um, you know, now over the years, as I've learned, um, you know, teaching techniques, because in, in you know, my occupation as, as uh, a teacher, a professor, instructor, um, we do need to find ways to teach people. And, and it's true that a lot of people learn by learning or doing. Um, and so that's really exciting because once you realize that it's like, okay, let me show you and then you could do it. And, but it, it's, it's funny because those aptitudes really do carry over to a lot of other areas of life. Mm -hmm. And so you, you decided to take this class and you, you mentioned your friend was in the class. So you weren't the only girl in there. No, uh, fortunately I, I wasn't um, because even in high school, I was pretty, uh, I was still pretty shy. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm not shy now, but I feel like it's, it's a different dynamic, um, you know, as we get older, but yeah, definitely. I, um, I, I was just glad to know that there were other, um, other, uh, girls, other young women in class, because in, especially in, in our culture, it's very non-traditional. It's very atypical, for you know, a woman to be in this industry, and even to now, even in in the in the current you know occupation I I have, and previous occupations that I've had, professional occupations I've had, including um, working for Fiat Chrysler Automobiles FCA, um, there were seventy five of us that were doing this this job across the U.S., and I was the only woman. So, in high school, as you can imagine, how how exciting and how important and encouraging all everything all at the same time to see other other you know young women in class because you already feel a little out of place and then of course you know you walk in and you're the only one um and so at that early age i was really thankful that it was her and i think there was like at least three that i can think of right now three to four and um i still stay in contact a little bit with a couple of them but we were all taking um, classes and and it was nice to see that some of us um, kind of continued on the occupation or a branch of it and others um, still have very technical fields or very hands-on fields and I think that's really exciting but I think there was five of us and it was really nice because we could at least be one in a group or sometimes we'd all work together and we'd get everything done and everyone else is still kind of kind of doing work yeah. <laughs> it was really exciting what would you say to a young woman today who was was wanting to study this but might might have some reservations because fear of being one of the only ones if not the only one um well sometimes i the my advice is um definitely go with what in your heart you really want to do 
um, I remember talking to my parents about this when I wanted to start this and my mom was a little concerned, you know, she was like, well, what if you're the only girl in there? And my dad said, well, it's, you know, try it out. And if, if something you want to do, and if you like doing it now, you know what you want to do. And if you don't want to, and if it's not for you now, at least, you know, and you try, you said you tried it. And now you know it's not something you really want to do. So it's 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 a it's a win-win every any way you look at it because you you get started and maybe you can at least work on your own stuff. You know you don't have to be <laughs> you don't have to ask around um, or you could still ask for help. You know, but you you definitely are, are a lot more um, you know well versed in in the auto field. Um, but definitely get started. You know, start so that you can get your foot in the door. Start so that you can start. You know, it's it's one foot in front of the other, and and so start so that you can kind of see and experience what it's like. And if you feel at home, then 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 you know you found what you want to do. That's that's great advice. And the great thing about CTE or career technical education is that even if you decide not to pursue that career, you have that skill. And then you can always use that skill in your life to enhance your own life or to help others. So it's it, it never hurts to learn something new like that. Yeah, definitely, I agree. So what's your fa- what was your favorite or what is your favorite thing about working with cars? Um, well, I guess um, the biggest thing right now is uh, you know, all the new technology that's coming out that's really exciting. Um, I think when I started working on cars, it was, you know, uh, as we like to say, the fundamentals, the basics, you know, you learn how everything runs. But I, what I really liked, um, and I still do a lot of work, is when I work in any of the electrical stuff or engine performance, and that's because, you know, when something's broken, usually we're driving a car because we need it to get it, get us somewhere. And so when it's broken and let's say the engine doesn't start, it's like there's a number of reasons why. And so I really like working on, on that part of the vehicle because it's like it's a really easy way to know like, hey, it, st- it didn't start. Now it starts. Hey, you fixed it. It's a quick it's a quick. Hey, uh, I did it. You know, um, and I it's 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 really rewarding in that way, I feel, because you really get a chance to help somebody else get in their car and go from you know point A to point B and. Um, you know, get to work, go see their family, travel, you know, and I think that that part of the car always really fascinates me because as new technology comes out, I always tell the students this, it's it's always, hey, it might look more complicated and it really is a little bit, the layer gets added, but it still really comes down to the three basics, you know, like what does the, if, if it's a gas car, it needs three things, air, fuel, spark. And so any new technology is a variation of that. And so that's, that's always really exciting because it's like, you can always come back to your basic learning and, and all that fundamental knowledge for sure. Have you done anything much with, with the electric cars or, or the hybrids? Uh, Actually, yes. And my current, um, so um, my current occupation, um, I work with um, a small company and we do online learning and person learning for a lot of the high voltage, I'll call it high voltage because it also involves hybrid, um, high voltage vehicles. Um, And actually I started branching out a little bit into the transit world, so buses. So, and yeah, so every variation of um, electric vehicle or, you know, bus, truck, car, 
is you know what I've been actually really uh, deep into recently, and um, they're they're all very similar in in terms of how they operate. Which is uh, you have your typical low voltage system, and then there's a high voltage system that is is in charge of propelling the vehicle. You know whether it's fully electric um, or hybrid, and so there's a, another you know big layer of of you know operation there, not to mention safety um, is, is really important. And, and in that company, that's that's what we do um, is we focus a lot on, you know, the safety aspect of it because um, it's considered what we call high voltage and, and um, you know, wearing our personal protective equipment, also known as PPE, and the training really has to has to take over um, because the vehicles have to be safe to work on, but you have to power down a lot of that equipment. And so it's 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 exciting work, but at the same time, um, it's a lot of responsibility. But it's it's um, it's it's some of the small companies that we work with, and some of the large automotive companies we work with. They all have electric or uh, fully electric or hybrid. So that technology is something I deal with pretty much on a daily right now. That's that's fascinating to me. It and the thing about being a teacher, it seems like to me that you have to keep learning all the time, and and oh, you never yeah. stop. Oh, definitely, yeah. I uh, every day, every day, I open up something um, new content. We, you know, and and when we're teaching people, we call it content, um, and it comes from the manufacturer, and and we'll you know work with them. And they will share with us, or sometimes we sit in class with them as well. That you know, just we go into training just like um, the technicians do, and um, and so yeah, we we open up a book and it's like okay, well, what's new? And then you go to the shop and you learn. So we're always upskilling for sure because this technology is ever changing, and at the same time, um, it's still the basics. It still comes back to the basics, which is still really exciting in itself. Um, because we, you know, as we update our skills, we, we just keep going forward and, um, there's a lot of things coming. There's a lot of cool things coming that we get to see, and then we get to teach others with it, which is even more exciting. So how did you get connected with skills USA? So in high school, um, I mentioned it, um, a little bit briefly earlier, and it was, um, when I started taking automotive classes, our, um, one of our teachers who I still talk to, you know, to this day, mm-hmm. um, she, her name, her name is, uh, Nicole Payne and she, she actually was one of our advisors. And so as she was teaching, she was usually the one that was, um, really in charge of our chapter. And we had another teacher, his name is Mr. Crosby. He, he was our automotive teacher. And so they would teach us. And then for diesel, we had who we had Mr. Perkins. So there, there's, there's a lot of people, um, you know, that were really, they, they had their hand in helping, helping us, you know, and helping me. And um, I think back at how they were saying, well, there's this, um, if you're really good at what you do, there's this competition that we participate in every year, and um, it was still called um, it was called Vika, and then Skills USA Vika, and now mm-hmm. Skills USA. Um, and so we we said, um, you know, we we as we have a chapter, we have a group of students that goes and participates in these competitions. And if you really want to see like where where you're at compared to other students, this would be a great opportunity. And also, you get to meet other people. And then if you're really good, then, you know, you can get some scholarship money or some job offers. And I was like, okay, well, we'll see. And then I just kind of start, I started participating. And then as we moved on to 
regional competition and state competition. Um, I participated in automotive, um, but our our um, high school, our uh, it's called Lassen High School. Our high school chapter competed in quite a bit. Um, we had automotive, we had diesel, auto body. Um, we did, um, what else did we do? We did a few, we even had a, a um, person competing in related technical math. I remember one year that was really exciting. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we got involved. Um, I got involved with, with their help. And as I moved through, you know, attending all of the events, I really was excited. And, and I thought, um, Ms. Payne said, you know, why, why don't you become a state officer? It'd be really neat that you get to meet all these people. And maybe you should, if you, if it interests you. And I was like, I get to do that over there, what people are doing, they're talking up, up on the stage and things like that. And so I was like, well, I don't know. And uh, so I, I decided to just step forward into that. And I, I didn't look back. I, um, I was a state officer. And then um, I, I guess, as they say, wanted to try the big stage. <laughs> and so, um, so then I, I, um, I ran for office as um, national secondary secretary. What year was that? 2001, 2002. I can't believe that's, wow. I feel like it was just yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah. And so I, once I became a national officer, it really just opened a lot of doors for me. I, I just can't, I can't say how grateful, I mean, I can't be, I can't even put it into words how the experience of growing as a student in high school and just how it put me, it, you know, put me at the right place at the right time with so many people. I just, I can't even think of where I'd be now without, without SkillsUSA. So you, what, did you travel a lot for your um, officer year? I know that 9-11 yeah. happened that year and that curtailed yeah. some of that, but. Yeah, um, actually we did the first, yeah, definitely the first um, little bit because um, we did um, Goodwill tours as we call them. Mm -hmm. And so we did, uh, we visited a few places that um, I remember we went to uh, to do that. And so that was the first uh, it was a really busy year because we did do all of that, all of that, and we stayed local to Southern California. So we did travel, and I think what we ended up doing was um, that they uh, like requisitioned the local officers so that we wouldn't have to travel too far. So mm -hmm. if you were local to, let's say, the West Coast, then you would stay mostly on the West Coast. So we, I, it's funny because I, as later on, as I was helping in SkillsUSA as a judge later on and at like state competition, I remember meeting some of the members of industry and in automotive and they're like, you look familiar. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was funny because I remember meeting some people from Toyota in high school. And later on, I said, yeah, I actually uh, went to your headquarters in Torrance this year. And that, you know, and I met these people and they're like, that's where I've seen you. And I said, yeah. And, and we're talking, this was, you know, 10, 15 years later and, and people kind of still remembered. I was, I was really excited but it definitely opened a lot of doors and we traveled, I think local, more locally, but we, we definitely were able to, to get um, some exposure to, to industry. You gave a speech during your year at NLSC, you gave a speech to automotive supporters. Yes. And something exciting happened from that. What happened? Yeah. Um, so we, you know, we were really fortunate to be able to, kind of talk a little bit about our stories and I was actually I really wanted to go to a trade school right out of out of high school and I remember thinking back at how um 
how exciting it would be. And, you know, they came to our house and we're talking and I had already kind of committed to that. But about two weeks later, when we were at conference, um, we, when I gave that speech, I was just telling people how that was my next step. And I, I can't tell you how many, but I, I did talk to a few members of industry and they said, you know, why don't you um, think about going to a community college because um, you learn all of your technical skills and, but you can also work at the same time and also learn more, um, you know, of the other, uh, you know, the other things in college, the English, the math, the history, but because we would want you to, if you ever wanted to work in this industry, to not only get your, you know, trade school certificate, but go to school, get a degree, and, and maybe you can work for us one day. And it really, it really came full circle with me because I actually did a tour because of SkillsUSA at, um, Back, back then it was just called, I think it was, I forget, I think it might've just been called Chrysler headquarters at the time. But um, one of the, the people from there said, you know, why don't you think about going to school? And, you know, there's a, some scholarship money that can help you go to school. And, and, um, and I talked to somebody, I want to say from General Motors and some other wow. people. Yeah, I was really excited. It was like two or three and they, you know, they sent me a letter and my parents were like, what is this letter? And I was like, well, just, you know, things, you know, opportunities for, for school. And so we talked about it and we decided that I would attend community college because it was um, very cost effective and the scholarship money would, you know, the little bit of scholarship money would go a long way. And so, um, I, because I did want to get a degree and I did want to move forward um, in that part of my education. So that at that time, after conference, after that speech, I, I was really overwhelmed and, and overjoyed at the same time with how many people wanted to show support. Um, because if, if I think about it now in the industry now, you know, I, I, I enjoy helping people. And that's something I always talk to the students, um, even in, in my local county here in Orange County, California. I, when I do meet high school students, I said, you know, you can go to college. Um, even now there's even special programs where you can attend community college while you're st still in high school and it's free, you know? So I always think back at how impactful that one speech <laughs> yeah. was and how how it really just it, it it painted a picture of hey in this industry there are people that want to help you and and so I really um I was really it was, it was just really a re unique opportunity and and I haven't looked back since then but eventually when I worked at headquarters for um you know now known as Fiat Chrysler Automobiles I remember walking through the headquarters in Auburn Hills. And I'm like, I was here how many years ago? And it was, it's just really exciting work. Um, but yeah, that, that one speech really changed it all. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's it's, it's, it's amazing. And and it's, it's like the dream, you know, to essentially be recruited while you're yeah. still in high school. You And and we're doing a thing now um, uh, next month called uh, uh, skills USA signing day, where we have students similar to like with athletics, where they're committing to, a college. We have um, students who signed to commit to uh, go to study one of the uh, career and technical education areas. Oh, that's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, and there are events all over the country and uh, it's, it's, it's really, they, that's essentially what happened to you before there was yeah. an official thing. <laughs> that's true. I didn't even think about it that way. That's really exciting. So you're, you're um, teaching now, where do you teach? 
Yeah. Um, so right now, um, my because I want to stay so current in the field, I really like that part of you know the occupation. Um, I work for a small company called Immerse Technologies, where we do a lot of very interactive online training for different, you know, automotive um, and tra just transportation areas. And so that's really allowed me to really stay current because in the evening, I, I work at a school called Saddleback College, a community college in um, Southern Orange County. So in Orange County, there are five community colleges and all of them have really great automotive programs. And so at Saddleback College, it's actually quite unique because um, with the exception of the, um, we have, you know, one full-time faculty member there. He's our chair or department chair, and he actually still stays current. He actually um, still stays, you know, in the industry. He just came out of industry um, and we're really, really fortunate because the rest of us, all of the people that are adjuncts, we all work in the field every single day. And so it's really exciting work. Like um, at Saddleback, it's, it's, I, I really find that program really phenomenal because we stay current just by being in the industry and then that knowledge gets, you know, transferred to the students. And um, and in the evening when I work there, a lot of our students also, they, they do work. So, um, you know, they come to school in the evening and even with, um, you know, every all of 2020, we've we've made really some really awesome adjustments on how to still get people and students into our lab space so that they can learn hands-on and then maximize the online learning, which mm -hmm. surprise, surprise, I do that in my day job. <laughs> and so it really, those techniques really do help. Um, but yeah, so that's that's where I am. And, and um, even just an example at that college, um, our engine repair instructor, professor, he works for a very high-end performance, uh, racing performance company designing high performance engines for um, a bunch of different companies. Mm -hmm. And so um, around the world that actually make competition race engines. And so he is our professor for our, you know, for our engine courses. It's like, man, what, who, what better teacher could we have, you know? So, yeah. you know, all of us do, do a lot of work in the field. And so I, I um, specialize at, at that college. I specialize in electrical and high voltage because that's my specialty right now. I'm, I'm so deep into that knowledge that um you know it's it's it it i in air quotes it comes easy yeah yeah <laughs> um to me but uh yeah we're really really fortunate at that college because it's it's there's a lot of us and we all um we all work so well together so that's that's where i work and um even our day job like i said we we deal with online training and in-person training for automotive and transit so it's really exciting work and if all that wasn't enough <laughs> You are also a fitness coach, right? Yeah, that's correct. I, I teach group fitness. Um, I've been, it, I, it's interesting because every occupation, I guess, um, that I have involves helping others. And so I started um, my fitness journey a few years ago. And um, as you know, as we think about our, our, men, uh, our mental and physical fitness, I was like, man, this is a really great stress reliever. And I really enjoy doing this. And I would take classes. And one of my, my teachers says, she knew nothing about me, by the way. And she goes, I don't know if you like talking in front of people, but <laughs> <laughs> that was her phrase. Nah. I don't know if you like talking in front of people, but you know, you have really good form. And maybe one day if, if I'm absent and I need just like a, a, a you know, substitute for the day, you know, maybe if you go to training, um, you could do this one day. 
And then I looked at her and I said, say no more. I think I am interested. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so it's been, I think six years since uh, I've been doing that. And it's very life-changing because you get to help people in, in so many different ways. And, and I feel like, you know, exercise is a really great way to relieve stress. And as we get uh, fitter, healthier, you know, we really um, see our part, our bodies change and that part of our life also changes. And we, we improve our, our own way of life um, day to day. You know, mm-hmm. um, I teach a weightlifting class. I teach a cardio conditioning and I teach a, a mind body class. And um, so very similar to, to yoga, but it's, it's a blend, it's a, a fusion of, of things, mm-hmm. but um but it's really, it's, it's, it's changed, you know, life-changing. I, I have people that come up to me and said, how long have you been doing this? And I said, oh, about, you know, five, six years. And they said, well, you, you're not really shy in front of people. And I was like, well, <laughs> I'm not shy when it comes to helping people. And I feel like that's, that's where, that's where I realized that's my big strength is I'm not shy when it comes to helping people. And so um, the fitness um, industry has, has been a great, great part of, of, of my life as well <laughs> lately. But it's all connected, right? I mean, you mentioned mind body and yeah. it, it helps your mind as, if, as your body is fit. So that's, 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 that's amazing. That's impressive. <laughs> that's really exciting work. <laughs> so to, to kind of sum up, let's pretend you're giving a graduation speech for 2021 graduates. What's your advice? Um, my advice is you know, really follow your passion and get started as soon as you, as soon as you, you really feel deep in your heart that that's what you want to do because getting started sometimes is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting started means um, you have to overcome the fear that you're going to stay in the same place if you don't move forward. And so take that step because, you know, I, I think back at, you know, what my dad said and it was like, get started. And if it's something you really want to do, you, you found it, you know, you found what you want to do. And so any, any field career technical that, you know, interests you, there's so many avenues to get the education you need and, 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 a, and a really good, you know, cost, like I was saying in high, if you're a high school student and you're, you know, you're getting ready to graduate, there are programs out there that will help, you know, recent graduates. And let's say I'm talking to a, a group of elementary, like eighth grade, right. You get into mm-hmm. high school and um, no age is too young. Um, I had a, in my in my uh, previous classes I was teaching, I had a student that just graduated out of eighth grade and he was a ninth grader in high school freshman. And he was taking automotive classes and guess what? He took that first step and his classes were free. So there's always some way to find the help you need to help you pay for it because helping you pay for school should not, should not be an obstacle when there are, um, you know, organizations like SkillsUSA that are there to help you at, at, you know, in the high school, uh, in the high school years, and even in, in post-secondary, you know, moving into to college. And so find, find um, your first step. And then as you start looking around, you're going to find that there are organizations and within those organizations, there are people that want to help you because we've been there too. And so that's the really important piece of advice is like, get started. And then once you're there, ask around, you know, ask around so that you can help yourself um, because you don't know where you're going to be and you might be helping others one day, just like somebody helped you. So that's really exciting. Noemi, thank you so much for being with us here today. Uh, My guest today has been Noemi Castro, and it's just so great to catch up and to hear what you're up to. And 
And I imagine there are even greater things to come. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Skills,